Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, it's great to be here again with you. It really is. Welcome uh, back. I I wanted to tell you about an adventure I had before we get started. Oh, okay. Uh, while we were in San Jose, we visited the Winchester Mystery House. Ooh, Ooh. did you bring back any ghosts? I don't... Oh, well... Now, <laughs> now, now I'm maybe. worried about that. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. They have a lot there. Uh, I didn't see any. They told us that there was one if we took the secret basement tour. Which, by the way, when a tour guide is telling your, you all, like, with a straight face, like, if you want to see this certain ghost, there's a picture of him, and here's where he appears usually, and here's what he does, and here's the history of him, whatever. And your four-year-old is with you. Oh, no. And she's looking at you like eyes... The size of dinner plates like ghosts are what? real <laughs> what <laughs> this nope. adult is telling me where this ghost is ghosts are real What'd you i mean her? sid you did bring your four-year-old to the winchester mystery house it's true well, what did you did, did you did you sell it as we're gonna go look at this old house with a lot of weird doors that's why people like to see it no other she, reason she loved it though she thought it was really cool until the ghost talk what, what other talk is there that's not just the ghost talk there? Yeah. Well, it was just about, like, the history of Sarah Winchester and her family and why she built the house. And so she was really into the stories about people dying, but <laughs> not the ghosts? She did ask me a lot of questions later. She was like, will you tell me Sarah's story? I was like, what? She was like, what happened to her husband again? I'm like, we don't want to relive this. <laughs> Let's not. He moved. What happened to her little girl? No, let's not. This is, no, this is not a good... <laughs> Stop. Hey, you you invited all that onto yourself. Did you take the secret ghost tour? No. What? Oh. No. But I mean, it, I mean, the tour itself is over an hour long, and it's I mean, it you see a lot just on the regular mm-hmm. tour. It's a it's totally worth it. If anybody doesn't know, Sarah Winchester was the uh, da- daughter. No. Well, wow, somebody didn't listen on the tour. <laughs> Wife of the guy. The tour guide's going to be very sad. Anyway, part of the Winchester Rifle family. And she thought, no, it must have been married to, right? I, I thought I thought that was that. Was that. Yeah. <laughs> this no, that's is great right. content. <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy shielding my four-year-old the whole time. <laughs> Sydney giving us a brief history of Sarah Winchester, of which she knows nothing. Well, anyway, she... Lost her husband, she lost her kid, and she thought that her house was haunted by the ghosts of all the people who had been killed by Winchester rifles, so she spent the rest of her life constructing new rooms and things onto her house because, um, like, a medium, a psychic medium told her that she would be okay and confuse the ghosts as long as the house was continually under construction. I love that notion. Confuse the ghosts. Yeah, like, the ghost is like, what? There used to be a wing here. I'm going to call off haunting for a solid, like, five days while I just figure this out. (laughs) Or, like, the idea, like, there are doors that open, like, on the side of the third floor down to nowhere. So, like, if you walked out the door, you would fall, you know, out the door. Um, I love the idea that a ghost is, like, going to burst through that door and then fall. Because I guess maybe in this, in this belief of ghosts they fall yeah and hit the ground and be like ah it's gonna take me at least a week to get back inside now (laughs) and then i just like not trust any doors anymore like no 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 fool me once now stay in the the hallways 
If you're interested, they did a BuzzFeed Unsolved video about it where I think they stayed overnight in the house. Really? And did some some ghost talk, tried to get them to show up and stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's still pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You learn a lot about the time period. It's so big. Flowers outside are gorgeous. It's huge. It's like got 170 rooms, 160 rooms, something like that. And they'll all trick a ghost in 170 different ways. That's wild. Well, I don't know. I mean, now that it's, it's not being built anymore, so all the ghosts have figured it out. They know the floor plan. They, and That's they apparently true. have all agreed to just stay down in the one spot in the basement. <laughs> Are we sure that it's not the ghost doing the tours? Are you sure it wasn't a ghost that was your tour guide? I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure of anything anymore. Mm. Well, the, the only thing I quibbled with is before you go in, they have you stop with your group and take a picture, which mm-hmm. is nice. Like, yeah. That's nice. Um, Except that they try to give you rifles to hold. Oh. In the picture. Did you all say no? Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> Charlie, would you like to hold a rifle? Yeah, we're not. Uh, we will not be holding these weapons. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my. <laughs> but thank you. That we were not the only ones in line turning down yeah. the rifles, though. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, th- there were there were other people who were like, no, no. thanks, no, no thanks, no thanks. <laughs> um. Yeah, so anyway, I would, I would highly recommend it. Hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, well, in, in other news, uh, you've been going to classes while I've been gone, Riley. Mm-hmm. At college, attending mm-hmm. those college classes. Yeah, I am a college student. Uh-huh. Going well? Yeah, almost done. Yeah. Uh, you know... There's been a lot of news about college lately. I didn't know if there was mm. anything you wanted to confess mm-hmm. in terms of how you got into college. Yes. Um, I I think it's now time with all these ad, uh, admissions and confessions coming out that I admit that my face was photoshopped onto the body of a female lacrosse player. <laughs> and that is how I got a full ride lacrosse scholarship to my school that does not have a lacrosse team. <laughs> Riley actually photoshopped her head onto the body of a podcaster. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I took a picture of... Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> and just turned it in and said, this is me. And I didn't have to Photoshop anything. I that's just gave true. it to them and said, that's me. And they said, okay. <laughs> that's about right. They said, we don't know what podcasting is, but it sounds impressive. This book that says Sawbones book written by Sydney and Justin McElroy. That's Sydney. That's me. A picture. That's me. Taylor, she's my sister. Yeah, Taylor's my sister. That's not she, a lie. She just that's true. illustrated it. That's that's the only true part of my whole college admission. They're like, the only thing confusing about this is we're pretty sure you already had this scholarship like <laughs> however many years ago and had a successful stay here at the same exact <laughs> university. Well, no. See, uh, just family name. <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> old <laughs> classic family name of Sydney. Yep. We named uh, first name. We named all the children. Sydney. Well, that's like George Foreman's kids, right? Aren't several of them named George? Are they all George? I thought that. There are multiple know. Georges. That seems like that'd be confusing. Yeah. Uh, so Operation Varsity Blues. Blue Ivy. No. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Beyonce's Ivy daughter. Ivy Blue, Blue Ivy's, no. Ivy's Blues. Have you seen that video of Blue Ivy teaching Beyonce and the dancers? I have not. Moves. This is a teen thing, right? That's a teen thing. Yeah, that's a teen thing. It's I like, haven't seen that. It was trending today. There's a video of Blue Ivy, and she was like, like they were all on chairs, like tossing their hair around, and mm-hmm. she was like showing them all how to do it. 
That's pretty good. Like including Beyonce, it's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, no, it is not Operation Blue Ivy. It has nothing to do uh, with Blue Ivy. It is Operation Varsity Blues, which is named for a movie you've probably never seen, right? I have never seen. I did know it was a movie, but I've never seen it. I would not say, even though it was like it came out while we were teenagers and a lot of teenagers probably saw it, I would not like recommend it as a quintessential no. teen movie, teen film. Mm. There was one scene that everybody talked about with uh, a whipped cream bikini. Mm, okay. That was pretty much the only notable thing from the entire movie, I think. Do you remember anything else about it? Like football? I didn't see that movie. Ah. Um, And I was still allowed to be a teen. So <laughs> I think it's okay if you don't. I think it's okay. I don't. I don't think uh, Varsity Blues. It's certainly. It's certainly not key to your understanding of Operation Varsity Blues. No, it's not. So um, there was just apparently a fan of the movie that got yeah. to name up in the FBI. FBI <laughs> operation. All right. All right, Brad. It's your chance. What are you gonna? What are you gonna name this one? Your Varsity Blues. Yes. Varsity Blues. I've been waiting for this day. Dawson was in it. Well, all right. Of the Creek. Mm-hmm. Of the Creek. Okay, yes. Of wow. Creek fame. Dawson of the Creek. Dawson of the Creek was in it. He is now uh, better known as Vampirina's dad. Mm. Boris. On Vampirina. Yes. <laughs> yes. Better known. Better known as Vampirina's dad. On the Disney Channel cartoon. I mean, among Vampirina. parents, yes. <laughs> Who's James Vanderbeek? Well, that's Vampirina's dad. Who's Allison Hannigan? Ugh, Fancy Nancy's mom. Now, is that one as true? I mean, no, but <laughs> still, that's who she is now. That's true. It's true. I think that's I think that's a bit diminishing to the career of Allison Hannigan. <laughs> so, mom. so if I'm sure you've heard about it, everybody's talked about it, but all the cool kids are doing it. No, the, <laughs> now the cool. all the rich kids are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, apparently, we always uh, the it is not revolutionary. I would say that. We we have suddenly realized that rich people sometimes use their money to buy their kids' way into things. Yeah. I think the general what? reaction to this news was kind of like, well, yeah. yeah. Is anyone surprised? No? Okay. We all, we all figured. Especially like rich famous people or rich powerful people. Yeah. Like we all kind of knew they were in secret societies that could do this for them mm-hmm. right like skull ones stuff that had to do sorry with bones. what yes the secret society of the skull exclusively devoted to getting your kids into <laughs> university <laughs> i know the name it's a bit heavy hitting maybe maybe you know it works out a little bit better but trust me we are just here to help your kids get the education that you want I it's th- just like a basement full of guys on laptops, like with Photoshop pulled up. Like, oh, what sport do you want your kid to play? All right, give me ten minutes. Apparently, it, it, they they were part of the Key. I think is what it was called. Hmm. I was unaware. Not Key Club. I was in Key Club. I was in Key Club. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't that. Apparently, I missed out. <laughs> oh, uh, interesting. And you both went to college for free. Hmm. I see mm. now. <laughs> key Club. Key Club. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that community service. Darn it. Uh, no, but so apparently there, 
here is the way I found an article that, that explained it to me the, the best that I've understood it. So the front door into college is when you just get into college. What most people do. Based on merit. The back door into college is like you have so much money or power or fame or influence or whatever that like you just make a phone call yeah. and your kid gets into college. Like the the president's kids applying to college, right. that kind of thing. Or like you buy a wing. Yeah. You're like, we will buy you an entire building right. or something. Also, my kid wants to go to college there. I'm not connecting these two thoughts. I'm just putting this just putting information in front of you. You decide what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, that's the back door. And we've always known that exists, right? Yeah. Like, that's not shocking. It's like the legal, illegal way of getting our kids into college. Right. It, and it's frustrating. And it it is it is this it is the country we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the side door is what this investigation focused on. The side door, I guess, is for people who either aren't rich enough or famous enough or powerful enough to just use their connections because the way that it was explained is that a lot of people know somebody. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not the richest, you can't necessarily use that back door. You can't just know somebody. Right. So the side door was like, here's what we'll do. We'll We'll set your kid up on an athletic recruit as an athletic recruit. And if they're an athletic recruit, then their standards for like test scores and grades are lower. And um, also like the athletic director is given a ton of leeway for athletic recruits. So whoever they say they want, they can get in. So what we're gonna do is we're going to pretend your kid played a sport in high school. We'll create a whole fake profile for them, fake awards, sometimes like photo shoots with them and gear that they've never used. Sometimes just Photoshop their head on yeah. pictures of other people playing sports. Yeah. And then we'll present all this to the athletic director who I think was in on it in most yeah. cases. Probably then, given money. Yes, they were yeah. definitely given money. And then the athletic director will present it to the admissions board who usually just says okay to yeah. what the athletic director says, provided all the paperwork looks right. Yeah. And it will. It and then they're like on the team, but they don't play. But they never actually do any sports. As yeah. soon as they get there, they just kind of forget that part and yeah. go to college. There were... Mm. Also, there's a lot of money, obviously, yeah. changes hands Well, here. there were other they ways, all, too, right? Yeah, they had, like, other kids take SATs for their kids to show up and say, yep, that's me. I am yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and, fill out their application for them and write their essays and stuff. Yep, they had their applications falsified, their essays falsified, their SATs done by other people. In some cases, they would have, like, a doctor who was part of it would would diagnose their kid with some sort of um, test take, learning, test taking, some mm-hmm. sort of diagnosis that would necessitate them having more time to take the test. And then as a result, they would go to a specialized testing center and the testing center was run by this group, this pe- these people. Yeah. So that once you'd get to the testing center, the person who was proctoring the exam would like just change your answers. Yeah. So they would just go through and fix it so that you did better. This, this is the, I mean, one of the many horrible but also very confusing things about this for me. Uh, like, it's not like, you know, you, you falsify all these documents so your kid can have, like, win a big prize money that sets them up for life. Like, you're falsifying all these documents that say your kid is, like, smarter or, or more capable to get into a school where they're going to be consistently forced to prove that they're up to the level that you fabricated. Like... 
Like if you're if if you're not a qualified enough student to get into one of these fancy places, like why do you think you're going to be able to maintain a GPA that'll keep you there? Yeah. Yeah, I that's the confusing part for me was as a parent, what's your end game if you get your kid into a school where they aren't going to be able to keep up? Right. Like what what happens? What's the next step? Yeah. Um that would terrify me as as a mom to think I had set my kid up for frustration and ultimately failure because they weren't just you know like regular schools they were the highest like top tier mm-hmm. artists to get into private institutions some ivy league some top research institutions like not just like you know a regular public university well that was their promise that was their we will get you in your kid into the school you want yeah we'll, we'll promise you that which you know a lot of the times that like back door i know somebody know somebody nudge nudge let my kid it in connection well is in it's not a guarantee yeah it works most of the time but it doesn't always work yeah this was like no you pay me enough money and i will make it happen for you yeah um how how much was that suck for the kids that's i just right? i mean like I if you didn't know yeah a, but, but, a lot of them didn't so your mom's like, look, we're going to take a, a photo shoot today of you in some lacrosse gear. But why? I don't even know what lacrosse <laughs> is. I don't know about it. It's a family thing. It's a little fun joke. We're just going to put on a costume, take some pictures. Don't question it. Send like, it to your Aunt Becky. <laughs> send it to your Aunt Becky. Like, really? really? What part was the kid like? But why? Like, why are we doing this? Mom? So I was supposed to uh, take the SATs. Yeah, yeah, you are right now. No, that's not me, Mom. That's that's not me. No, it is. Shh, it's just, shh, it is. It's hey, how did I get an acceptance letter into USC? I never applied. No, no, it's okay. Like, you did. We did. You know, I didn't apply. apply. What do you mean? You are pre-approved you know. for college. That happens sometimes. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's like You're, TSA pre-check. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I would love to know more of the things that more of the stories the parents told the kids because I, right? I i saw that conversation once because that you know they this has been part of a big sting operation so they have like recorded phone calls and emails and stuff from yeah. the people who did it and like one of the con- phone call converse- conversations was like i need help knowing what to tell my kid and they were like what and they were like my kids i mean they might not be the smartest kid in the world but like they're smart enough to know like something is wrong here yeah. Why am I going to a specialized testing center and getting two days to take this test? And why have I been giving a diagnosis all of a sudden that I was never, mm-hmm. like I never had this diagnosis before? When did any of this happen? I don't understand what's going on. I took the SAT a month ago and I mm-hmm. went to this other place. What's going on? And uh, they were like, well, just, and trying to like coach them through lies they yeah. could tell their kids so that they'd buy the story. I would love to know how all that went down. Yeah. They talk about a kid who, like, their guidance counselor or their their advisor, their advisor mm-hmm. at the at the college was like, "So I hear you're going to be on the track team." And they were like, "What? I don't run. I don't. I never did track." Yeah. <laughs> they did stuff like, uh, like there was the one kid. I think it was water polo, and their high school didn't even have a water polo team. Yeah. So they were just like, "Well, I mean, he was like part of a traveling." <laughs> yes, the water polo traveling club. water polo team. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, and they're all like that. It's all wa- water polo and sailing, and crew, and, and crew. like all the sports that just only wealthy people play, anyways. Mostly, <laughs> um, 
So obviously it's and and we 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 say Aunt Becky because Lori Laughlin was part of this. She yeah. did this for her both kids or both one? daughters. Both daughters. From what I understand, the older one wanted to go to this school to mm-hmm. USC. I think is the one that they went to and wanted to go there. So I don't know if she knew about it or not, but like I believe more that she did if she wanted to go there and just wanted to get in. Mm-hmm. But the younger one is my age. And is in her first year and was an influencer on YouTube and made it very clear to her parents she did not want to go to college. But Aunt Becky said, you're going to college. So I, that, that girl's story seems particularly sad to me because she had a following. Like, yeah, you know, say mm-hmm. what you will about influencers, like uh, their value to society. But the girl built a career for herself. And I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aunt Becky was your mom. But I would go going to say that I don't think that that's like a, a guarantee you're going to yeah. be famous because because Lori Loughlin is your mom. <laughs> Especially in 2019 on YouTube. Like, yeah. You know, no. Like, no. That's, not, that's not Beyonce. That's it's, it's Aunt Becky. That's literally yeah. the opposite of Beyonce. Yeah, no, I, I I think that story, what, Olivia Jade? Olivia that, Jade. I think that's a that was a very sad aspect of the story to me, yeah. is that she had a successful career, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. I mean, who knows how long these things last, but... She at had the moment a million subscribers she had brand deals with like sephora and tresemme like a makeup brand a hair brand she was going to new york fashion week and london fashion week and and whatever you think of all that's what she wanted to do and she was doing it yeah. and she was making money mm-hmm. and yeah. then and she didn't want to go to school because she thought i already have a career mm-hmm. i can keep doing this and i want to have more time to devote to doing this because i mean when you're in college you can't just take random trips to go on these like brand deal trips or go meet with people and take all this extra time to make videos and do these things like I don't have enough time I couldn't even imagine doing that as a college student like if that's what you're doing already then just do it why go to college just do it and and there was a lot of like like there are many videos that she produced where she's talking about how much she didn't want to go and then wasn't Mm -hmm. happy to be there and couldn't focus and like it's like this kid telegraphed you in every way I have a a career that I've made for myself and I super don't want to do this thing and you ruined the career she made for herself because you made her do the thing that she super didn't want to do. Yeah. Now she's yeah. lost all of those brand deals and everything. And like, I, I've i always had a hard time until now, I think I've never understood when influencers my age are like, well, I've decided not to go to college and just I'm going to graduate high school or do high school online and then go to college later if I want to. It's like, well, if you have the the following now and you're making money now, why not? go and just get a degree in something that maybe in the future if youtube doesn't continue working for you now you have a degree but i think i heard it explained best from a another 18 year old influencer i watched who was like i'm not going to college because right now i have a following and right now i'm making money so right now i'm going to keep doing what's working for me and then in five years or in two years if i stop doing youtube and it stops working out for me then i'll have the money i can go to college and i'll have the time to devote to college but why you know take time out of a successful thing i'm doing right now well well and i i think what you're talking about is the shifting idea Mm -hmm. of what college is what it's for and who should go who needs to go and i want us to talk more about that but But first first. (laughs) let's check the group message uh sisters I have I have something I want to tell you about this week on the group message. That's HelloFresh. Tell us. Uh, still buffering and sponsored in part by HelloFresh. We love HelloFresh here. We've told you before that they are dedicated to making conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. Uh, it they're very easy to make. Um, it's fun to make with 
you know, your family or your friends get, for me, like get my kids involved. I'll get my four-year-old in there and teach her about some different ingredients we don't usually use and show her how to, how to prepare some things and talk about healthy eating. It's a great uh, opportunity to do all those things. And uh, they make it really simple with pre-measured ingredients and six-step recipe cards with pictures. And they're all delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. Everything comes together in 30 minutes max. The cleanup is, is minimal. And uh, they've got plans to choose from no matter what your needs are. They've got a classic plan. They've got a veggie plan. They've got a family plan. Um, we've all tried HelloFresh and we all we have. love it, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I do. So... If our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, what should they do? Either sister, whoever goes first. All anyway, right. Go. So you can get. <laughs> so stay so, off. Yeah, I got this. You can get a total of $80 off. So it's $20 off each of your first four boxes. Uh, all you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering80 and enter promo code stillbuffering80. That's HelloFresh.com slash StillBuffering80, code StillBuffering80 for a total of 80 bucks off your first four boxes. So check that out. Yeah. Uh, what, what you were getting into is I think the thing that this whole scandal is bringing to the forefront is, I you know, when I went to college, I went in part because I had a very defined idea of what I wanted. To, I wanted to be a doctor. And you have to go to college yeah. to do that. Sure. <laughs> um, so I, I knew what I wanted to do, and I was headed there, and college was one step in that direction. But I have to be honest, there was also, like, this assumption that that's what you did after high school. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, even if I hadn't wanted to be a doctor, I would have just gone to college because I thought that's just what came next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that was a very clear message I got, not just from my family, but just like in general growing up was like, that's what you do. You go to high school, then you go to college. And then after that, you can figure out what you want to do with your life. Well, that's that's yeah, I I think that that's very much like our parents generation had that belief that you needed it. It was necessary. It's the only way you can be competitive in the job market is if you have a college degree. Um, and I think that's also very much a, an idea that was sold to us because in, in America, college is it's a business. People make a lot of yes. money on running them, on making them enticing. And it's a very important thing that every kid in America thinks they need to go to college. So I don't know, just like just like uh, housing loan like scandals and, and bubbles. I think that our the boomer generation bought into a lot of things that our generation pays for. Mm hmm. And I think the idea that um, it's very similar, you know, people like to criticize millennials a lot for this, like skipping around from job to job and not Mm -hmm. having one career where I think that's where we're all headed. I Mm -hmm. mean, I think that's really that most of us, that's what we're experiencing now in the job world. And I think that more and more people aren't going to necessarily have something that they get into and then work at the same office for the same boss for their entire life until they retire. Right. I, I think that the, there's jobs will exist, but I think they will be the exception yeah. and not the rule. And I think just like that, this attitude that college is the next step immediately after high school for everybody has to go by the wayside. Maybe it is the next step after high school for you, but maybe it's the next step 10 years down the road for this person. Mm-hmm. And maybe for this person, they're never going to, 
want to go to college or yeah. need to go to college or have any use for what they could learn at college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's going to vary wildly. Well, I think that's a lot of just the, the changing landscape of how we live our lives. Uh, because it's like, you know, like needing to get married, needing to have kids. Like, I, I think it's like, you know, the game of life where you just like collect all those little pegs in the back of your car. And like, mm-hmm. that's how you, yeah. you that, that, that's kind of what we thought it was. Like, you know, you get good grades, you get a good college, you, you get a good job, you get married, you have kids, you wait until you die. That's, I don't know. It's just repeat yeah. ad infinitum. It's like. <laughs> A lot of people now are like, well, no, 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 I'm going to do this while it makes me happy. And then I'm going to do that when that starts to go under or doesn't make me happy. And then I'll figure something else out. And it's just a complete turn face from the life plan that we were all fed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a big part of the problem as someone in college is that the value of a college degree, I believe, has gone down because mm-hmm. so many people have a college degree because it has become the thing you do after high school that it's no longer like what maybe our parents or grandparents generation thought were like, well, if you have a degree, you're going to be the most valuable person out there in the job field because that's like the most valuable thing you can have is a college degree after your high school degree. Now you don't have that because everyone's going to college. The value of a college degree is going down. I think going down unless you're going into one of those specialized fields like medicine or mm-hmm. law or something that you have to go to school after undergrad anyways. But the cost of a college degree just keeps going up. Right. And it's it's like it shouldn't cost someone hundreds of thousands of dollars to put themselves in debt to be successful. And I don't right. I don't I don't get that. Like why why are we asking young people who are on their own for the first time who are going to leave college and are trying to find jobs, but because we've so greatly decreased the value of a college degree, they're not going to get those high-paying jobs right out of college. Most people are having a hard time finding jobs right out of college because, you know, there are so many people out there who are working. Like, we're expecting people to just bury themselves in debt to try to be successful, but then what we're giving them isn't even a guarantee of success anymore. Right. Which, which is what it was always, you know, that that's the, that's the catch is that like, well, not everybody wants to go to college, so they shouldn't have to, mm-hmm. but then they'll tell you on the flip side, people with college degrees earn how much more, X amount more or whatever, right. Yeah. Than people without them. And so then you think, well, I mean, that's fine, but if I want my best chance at success, I should go to college. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it just has to be reframed. First of all, there are lots of things you can do where you can be perfectly successful that you don't need college for yeah and secondly it's just it's an individual choice it's it has to do with what you want I think there's too much pressure to just like well if you have no idea what to do just go to college and figure it out yeah and it's like that can work out if and other times it super doesn't well and if college if there was some sort of ability to go to college for free like in other countries makes sense then yeah sure have those years to figure yourself out maybe figure right. out better what you want to do because you are still becoming an adult like that is it's yeah. weird to think like at 18 you're gonna know what you're gonna do you're gonna until do. you die yeah. like what who who's ever done that right like yeah. and like even once yeah. you're in college you you know most people you pick your major once you get there some people you know say undecided and they get they get a better sense of it but if you're paying for your classes even changing your major is almost like 
most people don't want to do it because oh i have to pay for more classes now i was halfway to a degree and now i'm going to start over or now it's going to take me five years to graduate or nine semesters instead of eight Mm -hmm. and now i have to pay more for it so i'll just keep doing this thing i don't really like doing anyways because i don't have the money to keep going to continue doing what i'd really want to do well i think i think that's that would solve a lot of the problem is exactly what you said college should not be expensive no it should i mean it should not cost thirty-five thousand dollars a year to get an education it should be publicly funded (laughs) yeah just just like all of our school yeah schooling is you know i mean you should you should be able to go to a publicly funded university and learn the things you want to learn and but i mean i think that that also i think that that's true for everybody i think a lot of people agree with that statement um and then i think for me personally that would have served my ends because my interests were in going to school I wanted to go to school because I wanted to go to school I wanted to be a doctor but I also took a bunch of classes I didn't need to be a doctor yeah um because I I personally have a great interest in in learning education yeah um and but I think that that should be open to people too who Mm want to do what I did which was go to college I got a skill but I also just learned a bunch of stuff I was interested in and because I think the other thing is you never know when that stuff is going to help you out yeah or how you're going to apply that. And that's how we get innovation, how we get creativity, how we get people doing and saying and making amazing things in the world Yeah, is, is by allowing them to explore all the different things they're interested in yeah. and then take off with one instead of like, okay, well go to college and rack up six figure debt mm-hmm. and you better come out of there with a degree that can do something because yeah. otherwise, now you're just in debt forever. Yeah. And then move back in with your parents until you figure it out. Like right. that's the best option we offer everybody right, right now. But when college is that expensive, it limits that ability to, to find those extra things you're interested in yes. so much. Yes. Because everyone is put on this four year deadline and some people even less, like I don't have the money I need to finish this in three years or three and a half years. And you don't have the time or the resources to take those extra classes and there are people I mean like myself I like learning as well I like learning a bunch of different things I'm not a, a science major by any means but I find science classes interesting and I if I had the time I would take them as much as I take my other classes but if I'm picking a major I have to dedicate all of my time to that because that's what I have time for and I'm expected to take 18 hours a semester of that subject or of those two subjects from both of my majors and I don't have time to take those other extra classes and you almost have to stop learning as much as you want to at some point mm-hmm. because you're expected to just follow that one path. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's, it, it, it puts so much of, I mean, I, I, I went to school on loans on a small scholarship, mainly loans. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I felt like, it was a, I, it was like a competitive art school. It was like the business school of the art world. Was the way they, uh, they <laughs> framed themselves. That it's like you know, at the beginning of every class, you were told there are fifteen of you in this class. One of you might make it. That's about it. Like there was no like. It's like just being stressed for four years straight because you know how deep you're getting in. You know how little your chances are. But everybody told you you had to do this. Yeah. And like I sometimes wish I could go back in time and just shake like eighteen year old Taylor and be like, you want to draw comics. That maybe or maybe won't work out. Maybe don't go like a couple hundred grand in debt for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that that's the that's the thing. Like, it's so the system 
everything being so expensive and putting so much value, I mean, I, I'm not saying a degree isn't valuable, but monetary value, mm-hmm. like it, one, it keeps people out. Mm-hmm. It constantly keeps people from being able to go achieve and learn and do these things. Um, two, it it completely, the people who actually are able to get in now are saddled with an incredible amount of debt mm-hmm. that limits their ability to function independently afterwards. Yeah. And then three, it opens the door for corruption like this whole mm-hmm. Varsity Blues scandal, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, because you wouldn't, this wouldn't be an issue yeah. in a country where education is publicly funded. No. Yeah. And then, I mean, you get into college that are already expensive. The, the public university in your hometown is still going to be $20,000 a year, but maybe you're super high achieving. You got super good test scores and you worked your butt off throughout school. So you want to go to a really good private university, like an Ivy league or, or a research institution. And then it, it just continues to go up and how much it costs. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. some schools it's like $65,000 a year just to go there. And if you're one of those people who already has that money like if you're a celebrity's kid or a rich person's kid and you already have that money like you already are at an advantage you don't need to cheat to get in like you have the money where you can pay for the best tutors and the best private schools that mm-hmm. set you up for the to get into the best colleges i mean there are private schools that literally groom their students to go to specific schools because they're in those areas but those alone cost a lot of money a year and getting a test prep class and all those things like if you have the money just do it the right way like you're already at an advantage with all that money that so many students don't get throughout school well i i think that this really i mean because i obviously the majority of people who are getting into college the majority of parents who are trying to use their influence aren't doing this yeah you know this is an exception um and and I do think these these people are in the wrong and should be punished. Mm-hmm. I would I would say that like all these kids being removed from college is a pretty good start for yeah. the punishment. I mean, because they've just failed. They they're shouldn't out. be there anyways. They're out. Yeah, yeah, and they're out all the money that they paid. Um, I I do, I I don't know that I'm in favor of incarcerating all of these people. Right. Um, because we already incarcerate people for too many ridiculous things in this country. I don't know if this is exactly a thing that you rehabilitate someone through prison time no i think you know? we, we make we caught co- i think this should cost them a lot of money yeah i think that's the best we can do for society is right take a lot of their money for this um but not necessarily pay to put them in jail yeah, yeah well um, yes but then the flip side of that is that people from from like from, from the flip side we have people sitting in jail who lied about their addresses to get their kids into schools that could have better education than where they actually lived could have got that they could have had access to so we we've Mm -hmm. jailed underprivileged poor parents largely not white for yes for lying to try to give their kids a head a a leg up and yet these people are going to walk i don't think any of them should be in jail but you know what what's up yeah what's up hypocrisy No, I agree with you completely. And that that that's exactly what I was going to say is and I don't think obviously I don't think those I don't think you should be in jail for lying about your address so your kid can get into a better school either. I think that's ridiculous. There's and a whole other problem with, you know, is the legal system supposed to be for rehabilitation for people and if it's so, then why are we putting people in there for offenses that you don't 
that that's not needed for and then why are we putting people in there for all these kinds well, of things and, and and the short answer to a lot of these questions is because they're not white right. yeah i mean because it's a because the criminal justice system in this country is racist mm-hmm. and we you know i mean it's one of those it's it. <laughs> it's ridiculous that it's one of those things that so many people are aware of i mean it's called kind of like this college admission scandal at a certain point where it's like everyone knows about it but everyone's kind of just let it be for so long mm-hmm. you know but it's well and well ahead, i just i ahead. think it, it all comes back to a, a very evil notion that i think maybe we've all i think a lot of us have been aware of but it's become more public recently is that i think the the people in charge in america want education want the educated class to be a small premium group of people because by and large educated people are a lot harder to control than uneducated people and mm-hmm. I mean, like, 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 what was that? Uh, God, this is a bit of an aside, but windmills cause cancer. Do you saw that bit? Yeah. Right. So yeah. Trump yeah. claimed the that, sound, yeah. the sound of them, the sound of windmills causes cancer. And as much as like, I was like, wow, that is the dumbest thing I've maybe ever heard. Who would believe that? And I was like, well, I think that what this current administration wants is to have a group of people that will be like, oh, really? That's great. I never had a chance to get a proper education because we're going to gut public education and then we're going to make college such a premium thing that you just, it's not practical anymore. It's like, maybe that's what the ultimate, that's what you want. A group of people go, well, windmills cause cancer. And they're just like attacking mm-hmm. mini golf courses because they got the little windmill in the middle of it. <laughs> that's ultimately what that has to lead yeah. to. That's going to be the next Florida man headline, I think. <laughs> yeah. Florida man attacks windmill at mini golf course. <laughs> Fear that the sound will cause cancer. <laughs> uh, yes, and I, I think my hope would be that this would lead to a bigger conversation about how inequitable college education is in this country. Yeah. How unfair it is that, you know, for me, it was like... I never doubted that I would find a way to get to college, whether I had to take out loans or I got scholarships. I mean, I knew my parents didn't have a college fund for me, uh, but I knew that I would be able to get in somewhere and then I would make it work yeah. to, to do that. And it's not, it's not fair that for some of us, that's just a given mm-hmm. that one way or another, I'll be able to make it work out. For some people, it's my parents will figure it out. I'll just walk into whatever great college they get me into. And then for some people, it's no matter how hard I work and strive and, you know, what, no matter what grades I get, I know that this isn't a possibility for me because of where I come from or the color of my skin or who my parents are or the other things that I am required to do just to survive and take care of the people I love. This is never a possibility for me. Right. Uh, It's just, it's that it's ridiculous. Yeah. We could educate everybody, and we would all be better off for yes. it. Except the people who don't want to go to college, and they don't have to. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I like to think that that, I mean, I think that the impetus on college is going to change. Because I don't know, I feel like at least in our generation and, and, you know, ours, Sid, and I think even the younger one, it's kind of like, we were all told that this was going to make everything work. You got to get into college, you got to saddle yourself with loans, but then you'll have a job. And so many of us were like, what, where? <laughs> where is that job? So yeah, yeah. I think by in turn, those of us that are having kids, which is many, uh, we're like, oh, yeah, no, you don't have to go to college. That was a dumb mistake I made. <laughs> you could go if you want to. Go if it's for something that you want to pursue. 
maybe if you if it's not a thing that you need college for, maybe don't do that. Yeah, and if we and, and I mean, my hope would be that with the next administration, because obviously it's not going to happen anytime soon, but with a with a more forward thinking, um, and not Republican administration. <laughs> And perhaps Congress, uh, we could value education in this country enough to provide it to everyone. I yeah. mean, that that would be the thing. And then then we fix that problem, at least that part of it, that yeah. one little teeny part of it. Um, but I, I, you know, right now, the I think you're exactly right that the idea that we could concentrate education among only those who we want to receive it is is very attractive to the mm -hmm. people who are in power. Um, you know, it, it, this has also generated a huge conversation around college athletics. Yeah. Which I, it was funny cause I had to, I had to bring it up with dad to see what he right. thought of it. Cause there've, there've been, uh, there've been conversations like should college athletics exist? Mm -hmm. Because if they didn't, this whole side door thing wouldn't be possible. And why do you get to go to college to play a sport if, like, why is it that easy to slip in that way mm -hmm. um, why, it, as opposed to somebody who maybe had better academic credentials or research I background will, or just yeah. whatever was willing to work harder because you could row better? Yeah. Why is there that ability? And do we put too much emphasis on college athletics? Should they even exist? I mean, the short answer is, well, they have to to pay for the right. colleges. Right. Yeah, That's how they make money. But if it's publicly funded... I will admit, anyway. I've always found it slightly frustrating that, not that athletic scholarships exist, because I was not an athlete throughout school, but I do acknowledge that the ones that are getting some of those athletic scholarships worked crazy hard and did the extra, you know, clinics and spent sure. all their time practicing and stuff, and, and it's what they truly are passionate about, but the number of those scholarships that exist is no at my university at least, is nowhere near the amount of scholarships that exist for a high-achieving academic students to go to school for the same full ride or mm. discounted ride like if, if we're putting as much of an emphasis on athletics as we are academics at school like if you're an athlete you're expected to do well in your sport if you're a student you're expected to do well in your classes why are we rewarding athletes like 10 times more than we are people who do well in academics well but then on the flip side we are in the sense that we're, we'll get them in right but once they get there like uh, I mean, the colleges are profiting so much money off of these students. Um, yeah. And the students obviously can't make that money. Yeah. That's not the way right. it works. So it's not, it's, I mean, the, even the college athletes aren't really benefiting from it. Well, except I mean, unless, for the ones that are going there for free, which is yeah. a lot of, a lot of Yeah, them. but compared to the yeah, amount of money. Like, I, I, I would say the same thing. If they're going there for free and like, if you're worried that they're not like they're getting help with keeping their grades up and stuff like that, like how does that really benefit you in the long run unless you go pro? Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, we're, if, we're not helping. I, yeah. I don't know. This is not me railing against college athletics. Right. I, I am not in the camp that I think we should eliminate college athletics. It's just an interesting conversation, I think, because but, it's something that all of us have just seen as something like, well, of course there are college athletics and of course, you know, they get the right. scholarships and the funding and everything. But I don't think a lot of people have spent a lot of time like, well, have we thought about how and why and if we should modify that? And no, I, I think it just goes back to the, the original premise that when, when 
college is a business, it's it's going to become corrupt. Like it's that this is just another way yes. where it's like they want ultimately when the end goal is to make money, um, then you know students are just going to be used as tools for the making money as athletics. If 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 it was free, then we they would get to go to whatever school they chose. And how would you bribe a kid to come to your school if if school is free? It's just, it's an important control mechanism. And the colleges would probably want to keep making the money that they're making. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it it, it really is an interesting conversation about the way we need to reframe the importance of athletics to universities. Um, Right. Not necessarily to the humans who participate in them, because I think there are, there's lots of value to participating sure. in sports. Yeah. I, I, I do believe that as somebody who played lots of different sports throughout my young life, I think I learned a lot of lessons from them. Um, I have a lot of issues with football. I think it's very <laughs> dangerous. And as a doctor, I have a lot of medical concerns with football. But aside from that, I think there's lots of value in athletics. But like, I think that it, it, it is diminished by the amount of money that is riding on these college athletes sometimes um, that they do, they don't take any part in. Yeah. And what people are willing to do to make sure that money continues to come in. Um, But yeah, again, if you take the money out of it and everybody gets to go to college, then a lot of this could go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In the meantime, shame, 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 Aunt Becky. Shame, Aunt Becky. We thought we could trust you. John Samus must be so disappointed. I, I, if you told me that the day we finally started calling out rich people, and let's be honest, rich white people for buying their kids' ways into things, if, if you told me that the day we start doing that, the first one, the first name at the top of the list is Aunt Becky, I never would have bought it. <laughs> I feel like it makes some sort of sense. You know, when the revolution <laughs> comes, Aunt Becky's head will be the first on a pike. I never thought that. <laughs> I saw an, a tweet where someone brought up an, an old episode of Full House where when they had their, they had yeah. twins, right? Aunt Becky and, yeah, they had twins. Um, and I Nikki guess and in Alex. the show, Aunt Becky tried to uh, bribe their way into like one of the top tier preschools <laughs> for an wait, episode. Really? And Uncle Jesse, yeah, he had to be like, well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is so funny to me. Okay. Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. We should have known. All those Hallmark movies. All the the Hallmark channel cut their ties with Aunt Becky. So did Netflix. So many things are happening. And Aunt Becky kind of ruined the lives of her children. So I think losing a Hallmark deal is not (laughs) that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. That's that's, That's a big shame. Yeah. So, anyway. Operation Blue Ivy. No, that's not that's not it. <laughs> so I hope to hear in the upcoming Democratic presidential com- uh, debates this coming summer, I hope to hear a lot of talk about how we're going to start funding this. college education for everybody. Yeah. That's what I hope to hear a lot about. Me too. Oh. Among I mean, other things. Like, right. What must it be like to, like, ha- like the... Just I'm thinking like countries that have like publicly funded college, like what would that be like? To be like, I could go to college, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll get halfway in and be like, nah, not for me. Like, what would that be? Just be the best feeling. It's like, well, I'm already a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. I got to finish that so I could get that multi-million dollar job that is definitely please waiting me on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, the, the cost of certain degrees versus what you can make with that right. degree. It's just, it, yeah. 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 I know. I know um, art degrees are going up. <laughs> How? How? Art schools, I should say. Art, <sighs> art schools. I, I read an article about certain art schools, which are just, their tuitions are outrageously high now. And the thing is, like, if you are very successful in art, yes, you can make a lot of money, but it's a very competitive field to be very successful mm-hmm. in. So you're, I mean, it's just, oh, well, well, I won't belabor I, the point. It's also, yeah. as an aside, a very small field and, and largely consistently repopulated by the affluent because usually when you're getting into jobs in the art world, you're working for little or no money as interns or assistants. And so if you have a trust fund, you can do that. If you don't, you don't get in. Mm-hmm. Elitism. Yeah. So, um, sorry, that was a bummer. Whoops. <laughs> is it, was it a bummer or is it just like, yeah, we all know? <laughs> Wait, rich people get away with things that poor people don't? They get a leg up in society? Well, both. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least, at least, I mean, they, they are going, they're getting their comeuppance for this. Some of them are. In a some, handful. In some... Yes, in some in some shape or form. And like I said, I am not advocating that they shouldn't go to jail because I think like what they did, it was not nearly as bad as some of the crimes that you were talking about. I am right. not saying that at all. I don't, I think that we jail way too many yes. people and it's a waste of time and money and it doesn't help anybody at the end of the day. Um, no. I think everybody in jail on a marijuana conviction should be let out. Uh, I agree <laughs> with that. That's another podcast. <laughs> no, I agree. It's just, you know, the whole thing we're talking about, we're ignoring the whole backdoor people that just buy their way in. It's like, these are the people that just weren't rich enough to be inconsequentially rich. That's okay. I'm glad they're going down. What about all those other people? We, yeah. we have to change the system so it is not corruptible in that manner. Yes. Humans will find a different way to try to corrupt it, and we'll fight that too. <laughs> Well, let's fix this one, too. Oh, yeah. But it's just not going to happen with Donald Trump as president. Oh, <laughs> windmills. Well, thank you, sisters. Thank you, listeners. Um, watch out for those windmills. Yeah. Thank you. Don Chitote. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you, everybody who um, donated to the Max Fund Drive. Yes. By thank the way. you all so much. Yes. This is our first episode back since the drive. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We, we appreciate so much uh, the support we get from all of you and uh, and just for listening, even if you're not a donor. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you to Maximum Fund, the network that hosts our show. You should check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts that we think you'll enjoy. Um, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was two. Screwing it.
Hey everybody, this is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself, a live game show here on the Maximum Fun Network. Make sure to listen to our next episode of Go Fact Yourself with guest Kurt Brownowler. I did a show in Flagstaff, Arizona, where the venue just didn't list that the show existed. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and I and it is the smallest crowd that I've ever done a full hour of stand-up for. It was three people. Oh wow. my god. And Sarah Schaefer. Yes, I love crafting. It's my hobby. I have a craft nook in my home. You do? I do. It has all my supplies displayed in an adorable manner. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Yes, applause. Applause for a nook. That's Go Fact Yourself here at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.